Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact they were meant to make. Today we're going to talk about upper limit problems and how to bust through yours. But first, funny papers edition. Here we go. I heard this story many years ago, and I thought it was so appropriate to just share it. So funny or not, this is just truth. You know, I'm just going to share this with you, but it's an experience I thought was kind of funny. But the story goes like this. There's a CEO of a company. He goes into the boardroom with the board of directors, and the board is chewing him out because sales are down, profits are down, everything's down, the sky is falling. And so the CEO leaves that room. He's not happy. And the reason that the board of directors were on top of the CEO is because the shareholders were angry at the performance. So they called out the board. Well, the CEO is all agitated, angry, goes into his office, picks up his phone, and calls the president. The president comes in. Hey, how's it going, boss? And the CEO just lets him have it for no apparent reason other than to pass on. You know, the shareholders are so upset about declining stock prices and the board of directors got an earful from the shareholders meeting and and the board, they let me have it because sales are down and profits are down. It's your fault. If you don't figure it out, you're going to be out of here. The president was not happy. He stormed out and he was angry, gets to his office, immediately calls up his executive vice president and the executive vice president, hey, what's up? How you doing, boss? Oh, you are going to get it. I just found out that our sales and profits are way down. The sky is falling and it's all your fault because you did not meet your last quarter quota and now I'm getting chewed out by the CEO. If you don't get your act together, you're out of here. Now, this process goes on and on. I, I've told the story at length, and it's kind of funny. But what happens is the executive vice president goes back to his office. He calls in his top-level general manager, and then he does the same thing to him. The general manager calls his manager, who does the same thing to him, who eventually calls his lead technical support, and then he calls in his line worker, the basic guy on the front line that comes in the office, we'll call him Bob. Bob walks in, hey, how you doing, boss? And then there goes the chew out. The same chew out that came from the shareholders to the board, from the board to the CEO, from the CEO to the president, and so on. So here's Bob, who came to work happy, and now he's super angry and agitated. Oh my gosh, oh my boss, if I don't figure out how to get these sales up and profits up, I am going to be out of a job. He gets home. He's angry at his wife. Oh, look at all these socks on the floor. And where's dinner? And how come the kitchen is dirty? And I just wanted to have uh, the ability to come straight in, but the trash cans weren't taking it. Oh, I'm so angry. The wife now, who is happy, now she's angry. And she calls in her oldest son. I can't believe you did this. Daddy got home and, and the garbage cans weren't brought in. And then she calls her daughter and the socks are on the floor. You're supposed to put those away. And she chews out all the kids. 
the youngest kid is like, goes up to the room, and that kid, oh, you know, forget about the dumb socks. The cat comes in, meow, and boom, little girl kicks the cat. Cat goes flying across, flying across the room, hits the wall, and scampers away. Now, the funny part about the story is that, you know, you could really simplify life if the shareholders and the board of directors just had the little girl come in with the cat. They could have all taken turns kicking the cat and sparing all of those people all of that pain and drama and anger. So there you go. That is the kick the cat story. And I wanted to share that because... Have you ever felt like kick the cleaner? I remember one customer in my first two years of work, we'll just call her Susan because that was her name. She was an executive vice president and she had dealt with this kind of stuff in offices. And I'm sure she was taking it out on me because even though I know I'm a highly educated mechanical engineer, I was only a couple years into cleaning. I was serving and I was cleaning her home. So she just saw the person cleaning her home and just assumed I was uneducated and, you know, probably, you know, didn't make any money and I'm just the cleaner. And so she didn't treat me well and she wasn't kind. I didn't have to work for her long, thankfully. But I remember that and I just felt like whatever I did, I was getting kicked. Oh, kick the cleaner, kick the cleaner. So instead of kick the cat, kick the cleaner. So if you ever felt that way, maybe this is not funny. Maybe it is. But I wanted to share that story. I thought it would relate. Okay, there you go. All right, let's get back to the main topic, the title. Bust through your upper limits. I had a limited mindset on how much money I could make for many years. It was my upper limit problem that Gay Hendricks defines in The Big Leap. I earned a whopping $54,000 at the peak of my engineering job in 2005, and I thought I was stinking rich. I bought a brand new car for $31,000. I borrowed the money. Up until then, I never earned over 20000 in a year, and that's mostly because I was in school and working was part-time, but earning 45000 out of college was huge. And then earning 54000 just five years later after some promotions was mind-blowing income for me. I got comfortable at this level. Then I got fired that year and realized that $170,000 in debt and no income was not a good thing. I needed to make money, but what did I do? I built my cleaning income to $40,000 over the next two years. I was motivated. I had to get back to a standard of living that I was used to. At $40,000, I stopped. Interesting. Why? Because $40,000 in my cleaning business was the same lifestyle as $54,000 gross in my engineering business. Because of tax advantages of your own company, it was the same lifestyle as my engineering job provided. So why? Again, this is tax advantages and owner perks, which are so cool. I held this income of $40,000 per year in 2007, 8, 9, 10, and into 2011. Wow, that's almost five years. I was content. But in 2011, I was no longer content. I realized we needed more income. We're having a third baby on their way very soon. So I did what seemed right. 
I asked my wife to start making some money to, quote unquote, help the family. I really manned up. We had already decided, and this is why I say this, if you're a working wife, that is no slight at all. Teresa and I just made the decision in our marriage, in our family, I would work so she could stay home with the kids. She would homeschool, and that's how we wanted to raise our family. So when I said or suggested that she go to work, that meant she would not be able to do the responsibilities that we both agreed that she was going to do. And so she wasn't too happy about this. Not to mention, she's pregnant with her third child, and she was struggling big time to keep the house together. So when I threw out some ideas, hey, Teresa, how about babysitting? You've done that. Or how about doing some small business idea for more income? I mean, you started the cleaning business. Why don't you start something else? The response was not thrilling. How dumb of me as a eh, relatively new husband, eight years in at this point. Honey, you already take care of three kids. How about taking on two more as the babysitter? Yeah, that was dumb, right? So she got anxious and overwhelmed, and I got mad. Not mad enough to kick the cat, though. I thought that she didn't want to help support the family. That's why I was mad. Indignant, I was. It was a cause of tension in 2011 because of my upper limit problem. Now, what is an upper limit? Let's talk about that. An upper limit is a self-imposed limit on our capabilities. Have you ever heard this? I can never earn more than what I earned before. I can't make $100,000. I can never weigh 130 pounds again. I can never fill in the blank for you. This is negative self-talk that we create upper limits in our minds that prevent us from breaking through. It took me some time in coaching for mentors to realize that if it's going to be, it's up to me. I realized that we needed more money because we wanted to eliminate the debt monster that was crippling our family. My dream increased and my income did not support that new dream. This is where I was in 2011. My dream was increasing. My need for more money was increasing because I was comfortable prior to that. I knew I had to move on and take action. My response to that need due to my upper limit because I didn't believe I could ever make more than what I made at GE and I was already living that lifestyle. So there was no more money for me, obviously, right? Wrong. But you can see it in my response. Instead of thinking I could make more, I was trying to get my wife to produce income so we could have a two-income family to increase how much we had and how much we could use to pay off debt. My upper limit challenge got in my way and it really harmed our marriage for a short time there. She was not happy and neither was I. I didn't believe that I could earn any more and that's what it came down to. But I did believe that she could. I eventually... After having some coaches really ream on me and reading some books, I came to a decision point. I had to overcome my discomfort. I had to get over my indecision. I had to get over my fear and take a leap of faith. Guy Hendricks calls it the big leap. I realized something very simple. 
Is it easier to increase our income by my wife taking on a low-paying side gig that she's not an expert at, or is it easier for me to increase the current business I am an expert at? Simple answer, I increased my marketing efforts and I increased my income to $60,000 in the next 12 months. That's a 50% increase in our family's income in 12 months. We went to Disney as a family and paid cash as a celebration. We started paying off debt faster. Then I got comfortable as my income exceeded my dream again. So we stayed at $60,000 income from 2012 through the sale of our business into PA for eight years. I was at another upper limit. I was not earning more than I ever earned. We had extra money, but we still had debt and rented a house. Thanks to the amazing entrepreneurs of Total Life Freedom and the mindset I was developing, I started breaking my upper limit. I was comfortable, but I needed more money. And thanks to our amazing friends, Vincent and Elizabeth Bruglisi, they saw the pressure on my wife about income and trying to fit everything our family needed into that $60,000 income when we were at a beach trip together. I didn't even know about this pressure, but it was always there. See, I was comfortable at every level because of my upper limits. I wasn't stressed. I was happy. But my wife was not. She was anxious and overwhelmed because she was still trying to stretch a nickel for where a dime needed to go, so to speak. I had a huge blind spot and Vincent and Elizabeth helped me to see that. It made me angry when they called me out. made me angry that they were meddling in my family and my family finance. But he wasn't. Teresa talked to them on her own and I now had to be accountable. I'm very thankful that my friends were willing to challenge me because I got home from that beach trip. I wasn't happy. I wanted to kick something, a cat, who cares? But I knew that they were right and I knew that I needed to get to work. And Vincent did not see me wrong. He was the one that challenged me to raise my prices in 2015. That led to the formation of the ISO model and me optimizing my solo cleaning business. It led me to selling my business and moving back to our hometown in 2018. See, whenever I was comfortable, I was at my upper limit on what I believed I could make. And for some reason, I've always had this number, $100,000. Could I ever make $100,000? I didn't believe it. It seemed like it was a million dollars to me. And so, as I said, whenever I was comfortable, I was at my upper limit. And so I needed to get uncomfortable by expanding my dream and need for more money. It's very much like the quote from one of my favorite books, The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson, where he says this, Ordinary had to make a choice between his dream or his comfort. Oh, there is not comfort in achieving your dreams. You must be uncomfortable to grow. I had to make another 2011 income shift in late 2019 when that conversation on the beach happened. I got home, started my podcast, joined local network groups, joined the chamber, started meeting new business friends for breakfast. The request for cleaning and estimates started soon after. Our income grew by $40,000 in one year to 80000 
and that's after losing 20000 from the sale of our business in 2020. And at the same time, we did break through the $100,000 upper limit. Now, I had never, ever produced $100,000 of revenue in my business. I had seen that as an upper limit because I was satisfied with sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 of revenue and have a very high profit percentage of 84%, and then I would keep... 55, 60,000, 65,000, but no more. In 2020, we busted through the upper limit of $100,000 in total business revenue. And I had done this by mid 2020. We got out of debt, like I said before, for the first time, and we were comfortable. So 2020, we're growing and then we get comfortable. We're growing and then we get comfortable. I had to keep setting these goals, which I shared in this podcast of add $20,000 every two months. And I had to keep putting those out there. I needed a bigger dream over and over and over again. And then my papa passed away in November. My heart was stirred big time. And I set my 2021 goals. I wanted to bust through any more upper limits. I wanted to make him proud of me. The legacy he put into me, I wanted to make him proud of me. And I wanted to support my family. I wanted to have financial freedom in our lives. So I set these huge goals for 2021. See, I was already at a $70,000 income on two days a week in the cleaning business, and I was making about $10,000 in smart cleaning school in profit, and I made more than that in revenue. But of course, I had some business expenses, so that put us at $80,000 of income. It was a good place. And the next goal was in 2021, I'm going to grow my business not the cleaning one, but the smart cleaning school to $100,000 in revenue. And I thought that was a great idea. But that's where my mastermind stepped in again and reminded me of, hey, Ken, the 80-20 rule. Remember back in 2011 when you wanted your wife to work and that wasn't the smartest path to income? Was it easier for you to grow the existing business you were an expert at or have your wife who was taking care of your babies, find something for probably half of what you could make per hour. Well, that was obvious. I knew that that was an easy answer, but it was no different. My smart cleaning school was doing great, but I wasn't going to be able to make as much money as fast growing the smart cleaning school as I could if I just tried to grow and scale my cleaning business for the first time. I was tapped out solo. And you can listen to this In a recent episode, Stay, Scale, or Sell, you'll get more background. But it was still that same question. Could I earn $120,000 of income, because this was the new goal, $120,000, or $10,000 per month profit? Could I earn that faster through the unproven side business or the proven main business? Obviously, we knew the answer. But I was being challenged again by my upper limits. They've always gotten in my way. They cloud my judgment and they steal my belief. Like you, I need others that know and love me to tell me about my blind spots and upper limits. I took the plunge and now I'm on this adventure. The discomfort is still there and so is the upper limit. $120,000 of income still sounds huge, although it's not as much as it used to because when I made $100,000 in revenue, 
it broke through the first upper limit. Wow, I could actually do $100,000 in one year. And it made it less of a mystique. And so just going from 100000 in revenue to 100000 in profit, it's just a couple more customers. That's really all it is. So it was much easier to believe. See, my upper limits were there, but it was starting to shed off a bit because I was getting in the practice over and over again of breaking or busting through my upper limits. They're always there in whatever area of life. But you got to get into a habit of busting through over and over. That's the only way you're going to get through it. You have them. You can't escape them. You can read as much as you want. You're not going to eliminate them. You have to take action and bust through them. That's how. Just like remember in the end of Willy Wonka, when the Wonka helicopter thingy, it like crashes through the top of the roof. Like you got to bust through those upper limits, those glass ceilings that only you put there. Okay. You've got to find a way to break through and it's action that does it. I will continue to fight against it. And I will continue to bust through my upper limits. I will hit 120000 of income for my family on the cleaning business. And then we'll add 120000 or 10000 a month through Smart Cleaning School. And possibly other sources of revenue, which I've talked about in a previous episode. We have big goals. We are not going to be held back by our upper limits. I'm going to bust through them over and over and over. We're going to be in Florida. I'm going to break through the upper limit challenge of, oh, I can never hire people. I'm a solo cleaner. I wasn't good at hiring, so I probably can't do it again. No way. I'm busting through that as well. And if I can bust through my upper limits, what about you? What about you? What are your upper limits? Here's what I want you to do. Pause this podcast. Get out your phone or your notebook, and I want you to write down those things that you don't believe. What are the upper limits holding you back? Is it something in your relationships with your family or friends? Oh, I can never have a true friend. Is that what it is? Is it, have you been trying to lose weight and, oh, I can get as much as three pounds, but I can never get to 10? Is that it? Is it, oh, $100,000, I can get to 80, but I can never get to 100? Is that it? There's so many it could be. Write down your upper limits. This is my challenge to you. I got a little bit tough in this one, didn't I? Well, we're wrapping up. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode from the Smart Cleaning School. I super appreciate every single one of you. I don't ask for this much, but I would really appreciate as I bust through my own upper limits of not liking to ask people for things, would you mind terribly? If you get a lot out of this podcast, would you please go to your podcast player and leave a review on this podcast. Just share whatever is on your heart, good or bad. Reviews are all good to me. So I prefer Apple iTunes, but wherever you can do it, I appreciate that big time. And I've offered this many times. If you go to smartcleaningschool.com, there is the option where if you want to book a cleaning call with me, possibly talk about your upper limits and see if I could coach you through some of them. Feel free to book a call with Ken. I'll be glad to jump on a free coaching call with you. And hopefully we can settle some scores and bust through some upper limits in your life. All right. Well, that is all I've got for today. I hope you have a great week, a great weekend coming up. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.